Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for Why It Matters. We are living in the era of folly crisis. As a result, people are becoming increasingly conscious of sustainability and demanding it all aspects, including product packaging. Now, the Global Paper and Packaging Report by Bain & Company has shared insights on the current landscape of companies, consumers, and sustainable packaging. In fact, according to the report, 2022 saw increasing demands, prices, and profits for the paper and packaging sector, with production costs continuing to rise, while demand started slipping in 2023. Still, growth is on the horizon, with a report sharing that the packaging sector could grow by 21% in three years. What does this all mean? On line with me is Ilka Lapavori, who is partner and head of Global Forest Products, paper and packaging practice, Bain and Company. Ilka, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Understanding you're in the beautiful country of Finland. Very nice to be able to speak with you. Let's talk a little bit about the paper and packaging report 2023. I suppose let's unpack all of this. Uh, Tell us what are some of the initial highlights of this report. Yeah, I guess the main takeaway is that the industry is actually in in fairly turbulent situation. For one, the, the sustainability agenda is getting broader and broader and more complex and more acute to address. So you have the CO2 emissions topics, you have the waste and circularity challenges, and, and you have increasingly also biodiversity challenges. And the, on top of this, there's still the macro challenges. So uh, both volatility in input costs and then uh, some softening in demand in some countries. And then on, on top of that, still uh, some geopolitical tensions. So uh, quite a perfect storm for the industry right now. Wow, perfect storm. What a way to describe it. I am curious about how Bain & Company hopes this report can help its clients as far as their business decisions are concerned. Could you tell me more? Yeah, well, typically in turbulent times, the the difference between really good companies and the average ones gets gets wider. And uh, in the report, we try to navigate through some of the biggest challenges, how to improve your performance in both when it comes to commercial excellence, when it comes to uh, sustainability and taking that into account really in your product offering uh, and also improving your operational excellence. Plus, uh, thinking about what the future scenarios might be and how to navigate your strategy in mm in that environment. So broad set of topics that we cover. Mm. And as expected, this particular industry can expect the largest growth coming from the rigid paper category. What's your perspective of this? How do you think the industry is taking a while to sort of embrace this shift within its industry? Yeah, the substrate choice is a, is a very complex question. But uh, what we see is paper is gaining more traction because it's compostable whereas also lightweight plastic is still growing fast because it's, well, uh, less grams per package used, therefore less CO2 emissions and also lighter to transport. So what we see is still uh, quite positive growth prospects, both for paper-based packaging and then uh, plastic-based packaging, especially on the the flexible side. Mm. The number of companies in the industry that have verified or committed to science-based targets has increased, but are they even close to meeting the targets that they have set? I mean, we started off by talking about how this sustainability or shift to sustainability has really expanded. Is the target achievable? Excellent question. So with science-based targets, companies commit to reducing their emissions between 2020 and 2030 by roughly 40%, even if they would be growing, so in absolute terms. 
and uh, it's almost like table stakes these days to commit to science-based targets, and many companies are doing that. But when we look at the early track record, it's actually quite many who are not on track for meeting these targets. So uh, it was easy to commit, but it's, it's very, very challenging to really make sure that you're on track to reducing emissions because it typically involves uh, quite a bit of changes in your production footprint and your source of fuel and these type of things, which are expensive and slow to change. Yeah, and a lot more new terms tend to come out as well. For example... I've not seen this term, biodiversity loss. What does this mean for the paper and packaging industry? Yeah, it basically means that if you want to have paper-based packaging, which is good for the compostability, you eventually need to be chopping trees. And uh, and if you have trees growing in plantations rather than wild forests, uh, typically the the amount of species uh, is radically reduced. So what needs to be taken into account is that there's a good balance between being able to have the fiber source for paper, but also not destroying the, the wild forests more than, mm. more than uh, is necessary for, for the source of fiber. Yeah, at the same time, we only have like 31% of this industry acting to address biodiversity loss. Why is action so slow to be taken? Yeah, good question. I think there were waves of sustainability themes uh, top of mind for these companies. First one was this plastic pollution and, and, and littering of the seas, uh, easy to understand. Yeah. Next one was CO2 emissions and reducing those, also easy to understand. Biodiversity is such a complex topic that mm. it, it, it's, uh, people are waking up to it now. It's very hard to grasp and measure what does it actually mean. So this is going to be much more complex to, in a straightforward way, address compared to, for instance, CO2 emissions. Okay, so let's take things a little bit simple yet at the same time complicated. This report found that consumers want more sustainable product packaging, but they struggle Mm -hmm. to identify it. Why is this the case? Yeah, it's very hard to have an objective truth of what's the sustainability impact of a package. So there's a... If you buy a package of rice or pasta, is it wrapped in paper or plastic? How would you know as a consumer which one is more sustainable? And and then there's the image of different substrates. So glass is seen as sustainable, but at the end of the day, it actually has very high CO2 emissions. So for one, consumers don't actually know uh, which one is the most sustainable solution. And then secondly, even if they would know, at least some consumer segments are not willing to pay more for the more sustainable solution. So they might say things, but then in reality, they, they buy something else in the stores. <laughs> I, I, I hear what you mean, and I can't help but have been in that scenario as well, observing things. What are your thoughts on education that maybe businesses can help here? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's good. But at the same time, challenge because you have packaging companies representing all the four substrates, so paper, plastic, glass, and metal. They, of course, all promote their own thing. So it gets it creates even more confusion when different companies are telling their sustainability story and explaining how their substrate that they're using is coming out as winner and using the sustainability argument. So education, absolutely. But I think there needs to be also neutral bodies uh, doing the education and not just businesses promoting their their own thing. Ilka, maybe they need to educate themselves because the problem is they don't even have the clear view on which packaging materials they prefer across the different applications. How can they do this? How can they evaluate the impact of the full life cycle of packaging materials and then your strategy per material or per segment becomes different there? Can data perhaps play a part? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, many of the big consumer brands are indeed tackling this with with force so they're collecting data what's the end-to-end 
implication of different packaging choices. But indeed, as it, it's a very complex picture. What fuel are you using when you produce it? How much transportation is involved? How is the package used? Uh, is it recycled? Is it recyclable? And is it actually recycled? And how does that vary by geography? So not an easy equation to solve. This might be too idealistic of me, but I'm just putting on my legal hat. What about an international framework? Uh, could that be a way that companies can win in terms of sustainable packaging and international guideline maybe? Absolutely, and I think there are good examples in Europe on the EU regulation on this one where Europe is addressing, for instance, avoidable packaging that could be, let's say, in condiments in hotels or in in fast food chains and and also addressing the single-use plastic. So these type of efforts uh, are taking place. But of course, having global consensus across all countries sounds uh, maybe a bit too idealistic, but hopefully it gives at least a little bit of a guideline how various countries are, are thinking about it and, and hopefully more, more countries will follow, follow that. We certainly hope so as well. It is an evolving situation. I've been speaking with Ilka Lapavori, who is partner and head of Global Forest Products, paper and packaging practice at Bain & Company. I do appreciate your time today, sir. Take care and have a great Wednesday evening. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.